0: It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes us flash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the Fairy Boss Mother. Hi, mer friends! In this episode, we are back with the final short story inspired by Mermaid Artwork. As you might remember, I asked artists to tag us in their posts during the Mermaid Art Challenge, and I've chosen a few of those pieces to use as inspiration for short stories, which I'm telling on the podcast. Each piece of art is very different, and it's been very cool to see what kind of story comes to mind when I select one. In the story that you're going to hear on the episode today, I really changed things up because I picked three pieces by three different artists and combined those characters into one story. Over the holidays, I was finally, finally watching the first few episodes of The Mandalorian. I know I'm very late to the game, um, but I can think that you will definitely be able to see the influence of Baby Yoda in this story. Who doesn't love Baby Yoda? I was very inspired. Um, So the story that you're going to hear today is told in three parts, and all parts are in this episode. You won't have to go anywhere else or wait to hear them. All three parts are in this episode. And... And the way that I told the story, though, is that it definitely serves as kind of a prologue to something that could be longer. So if you like it, please let me know because that would encourage me to continue. you can let me know by commenting on our Instagram or our Facebook. We are at Mermaid Podcasts pretty much everywhere. You can send an email to podcast at Uh But yeah, if you like it, let me know so that I will know that you want more. Otherwise, this will be it. Um, and as for the artwork that inspired me, the three pieces I chose are by Instagram users at Dual Artista, at Frankly underscore Grant, and at Little Wing Studios. And I want to give them a shout out and thank them for their generosity in this collaboration. Um, I, they were excited when I told them that they were going to get these stories. And it's just it's just been so nice with all of the artists um, in these three episodes um, to interact with them and, and do this. So thank you to them. Um, and it was fun. So I will describe the art now so you have something in your head when I'm telling the story. So the piece that inspired part one is by um, at Dual Artista and it's called Pirate Plus Orphan and it features a female pirate who is holding a weapon. She looks a little roughed up and she has a little mermaid wrapped in her dress kind of like in a baby sling. And the piece that inspired part two is by at frankly underscore Graham is called Siren Saphira. I'm saying Saphira. It might be Sapphira, but I'm saying Sapphira. Um, And that features a mermaid who was modeled after the characters in the TV show Siren. The mermaid has a pink barbed tail, webbed hands with claws, sharp teeth, blonde hair. She looks very aggressive and also has a pink glow. Mm-hmm. And the piece that inspired Part Three is by At Little Wing Studios. It features a siren with a black tail that has two glowing spots on it and glowing fins. She has long black hair that floats in the water and holds the decapitated head of a man. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you can tell, I was very happy to have a lot to work with. There was a lot of stories just in those and fo- um in that artwork, and um, there was a lot to work with for a story. Um. Additionally, some people have asked me about the opportunity to read these stories in addition to listening to them on the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to our newsletter in the show notes. And if you sign up for that newsletter, sometime in the next few weeks, I will send our email list a PDF of these stories. And that's how you can read them as well as listen to them on the podcast. So go to mermaidpodcast.com and you will see a link to sign up to our email list in the post for this episode. And now just a little bit of business, before I read you the story, I want you to meet some friends of mine from the Frolic Podcast Network. Please meet a great podcast, Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club. Hi, my name is Ellen. And I'm Ellen's mom. And together we host Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club, part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Our podcast is basically like having a book club with your gal pal and her mom who thinks she's part of the gang and won't leave you alone. Lame, whatever. Kidding, to a degree. We post new episodes every Monday, and you can find us on social media at Not Your Mom's Rom. Find Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. And happy romancing! The Last Merchild by Laura Von Holt Part 1 The Orphan. The dusty saloon doors swung open. A few customers glanced at the newcomer, but most kept their grim, tired eyes on their mugs of weak ale. The no name saloon was the sole drinking establishment on this little rock of an island, the only landform for hundreds of miles. The customers who darkened its doors were mercenaries, pirates, scavengers, and the odd explorer. All types preferred that everyone mind their own business or else. So when the dreaded buccaneer, Moxie Von Danger, limped into the no-name saloon with a baby mermaid strapped to her chest, none of the riffraff in the saloon even blinked. The few patrons sitting at the bar cleared quickly away, giving a wide berth to Moxie Von Danger, the dangerous glint in her eye, and the weapon's holster slung low around her hips. "'Hello, crabs,' she said, nodding to the crab-headed bartender. Crab set down the pewter mug he'd been cleaning with his pincer fingers and crossed sideways to Moxie's end of the bar. Crab's beady eyes shifted rapidly as he sized up Moxie, noting the recent wounds on her shoulder, the gauntness of her cheeks, her torn shirt sleeves. Moxie was always coming off of one scheme or the other, but her recent exploits must have been rough indeed. "'The usual?' Crab asked. "'The usual for me,' "'Got any kelp tea as well?' Moxie asked, gesturing to the squirming bundle tied to her chest. The edges of a tiny pink fluke poked out from the bottom of the ragged fabric that served as a baby sling. Big glowing eyes and blue ear fins peered over the top of the wrapping. Crabs didn't like kids, especially kids who stared. He tapped his pincers on the steel bar top nervously. "'I don't serve minors, Moxie.' Moxie pushed a few coins across the bar. Maybe you could make an exception just this one time. Crab-eyed the thick bronze coins. They were imperial coins, far more legitimate and valuable than the currencies that tended to traffic through the no-name saloon's cash register. Moxie added another coin to the pile. A favor for a poor orphan. Crab scooped the coins into the pouch tied to his hard shell waist. I'll see what I can find, he said, and scuttled on his longest two legs, disappearing to the back room of the bar. Moxie sighed and hoisted the bundle higher on her chest. The mermaid child looked up at her and made a trilling sound. Don't worry, little gal. We'll get you something to eat and somewhere to hide for a spell. The mermaid child gave a cheerful whale whistle that ended in a hiccup and continued to assess her surroundings with wide eyes. Moxie stroked the child's fine blonde hair. For being the last of your kind, she said, you sure are a happy one. PART 2 THE QUEEN on the other side of the planet, in the darkest depths of the Violet Sea, the sirens were shrieking. They struck their spears angrily against the gray walls of their sacred sea cave. Their barbed tails thrashed and their eyes glowed red in the dark waters. Silence! screamed their queen. Sapphira the Ruthless had become Saphira the Bloody, and after the most recent battle, she had earned the title of Sapphira the Annihilator. She swished her pink tail as she paced before her subjects, the bones of her trophy necklace rubbing against the shimmering plate of her breastbone. I made a vow to you and I have fulfilled it, she cried. The mermaids have been struck from this world. The mermaids are no more. Deep from within the crowd, a voice of protest rippled through the water. One still lives. The child still lives. Without warning, Saphira shot a lightning bolt from her hands, jolting the sirens into stillness. The water was eerily calm now. No siren moved or spoke at all. They were captive to their queen, paralyzed by her power. And that is why I make my second vow to you, Saphira hissed through her sharp teeth. The child may live, but I vow to you on my life that I shall destroy her myself. Sephira relinquished her hold on them, pulling her electrical powers back into herself. Now the sirens shrieked with delight, their cries rattling around the cave. Death to the mermaids, they chanted. The sirens reign supreme! Part 3 The Outcast Deep on the floor of the Crimson Sea, Ophira waited patiently for the ship she'd just sunk to settle. The whirlpool she created had mostly abated. The surface of the ocean still swirled, but the depths were calm enough for her to plunder the wreckage. Ophira swam through the ship's debris, pushing aside the human corpses that floated in her path. The bioluminescent spots on her black tail were the only light down here. She was alone, as usual, unless she counted the stiffs as company which she didn't. They were collateral damage. Unfortunate, but necessary. Ophira had been shunned by the sirens since refusing to participate in the foaming, that dreadful day when the ocean had churned with the foamed remnants of massacred mermaids. Since that day, Ophira had swum through the eleven seas, searching for one thing and one thing only. Revenge. She had scoured demolished sea caves, traded anything of value to aquatic raiders in exchange for information, and shacked up with any nomadic tribe that could help her, all in search of fulfilling her quest, to bring down the greedy, murderous sirens and their twisted kingdom. Her own sisters, her own family. She'd rather be related to a pile of fish rot than claim them as her kind. It burned to know that her twin sister, Saphira was the worst of them all. Ophira located the entrance of the captain's quarters, moving aside the pale, slack remains of the poor guard who'd perished defending his leader's doors. It would be funny if it weren't so tragic. No man could defend themselves from a siren's death pool. Ophira swam past trunks of gold and bags of treasure, past the bodies of the high-ranked sailors who had had their last drink in the captain's salon. The ship had gone down so quickly, some of these men still clutched glasses in their warm hands. Ophira found the captain's bunk. She turned in circles, letting the blue light of her tail aid her in surveying the room. She ransacked the waterlogged bed and furniture until something in the desk gave way, something that revealed a secret compartment. Ophira's heart soared as she retrieved a small metal box. She wrestled with the latch until it relented, allowing her to finally see what she'd searched for for so long. A golden locket in the shape of a scalloped clamshell. The lost locket, as legend had foretold. The lost locket, key to the lost palace which was was now hidden from this world. Years ago, the Lost Palace had been a wondrous place, the seat of the Mermaid Kingdom, where sirens were the mermaids' honored guests and friends, where both creature clans had coexisted happily, until everything had changed, until the sirens became murderous and evil. Spurred by Sapphira's greed and her warped convictions that sirens were superior to mermaids, the sirens turned on their friends, attacking their homes and taking their lives. Then, the Lost Palace, through blood sacrifice and secret magic, had been hidden from this world, protected until it was safe for mermaids again. The Lost Palace would only return when the child who was prophesied finally held the key to the kingdom. The Lost Locket was the key to restoring the mermaids, to saving and replenishing their kind. And after the foaming, when the sirens had vowed to extinguish all mermaids, no matter what it took... Ophira had made a vow as well, she would give her life to see the reign of Sapphira and the tyranny of the sirens ended forever. All that was needed to activate the lost locket, to find the lost palace, to defeat the sirens and to restore the mermaids was to get this locket into the hands of one blue-eared, pink-finned, recently orphaned, tiny queen. Hi mer friends. Thank you so much for listening to The Last Mer Child by Laura Von Holt. That's me. Um, just a reminder that if you wanted to receive a PDF of the stories from the Mermaid Challenge, uh just sign up for our newsletter. It will be in the show notes for this episode on mermaidpodcast.com. And if you liked this story, please comment on our Instagram or our Facebook or send me an email. You can find all those links at mermaidpodcast.com. I would love to know what you think. If you want to hear the other stories in this series, just go back a couple of episodes. There's two other stories for you to hear. Um, And thanks again to all of the artists who participated in the Mermaid Challenge. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. Reviews are really important because they help other mermaid lovers find us. The easiest way to leave a review is right in the app that you are using to listen to this episode or leave a review on our Facebook page. If you'd like to stay in touch with us, the best thing to do is sign up for our email list. We only send you emails that you like about new episodes and you will get exclusive behind the scenes content that you won't see anywhere else. Join the email list by dropping your email address into the sign-up form, which you can find in any of the episode show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Mermaid Podcast and we always love to see you on social media. Again, we'll have links to all of the Mermaid news mentioned in this episode on our website mermaidpodcast.com Our jingle was recorded by Tori Scott, the world famous cabaret singer. You can find Tori at itstoryscott.com and the Mermaid Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast thank you for listening and remember don't quit your daydream it's the mermaid podcast we've got mermaids on the land and down below legs or fins you will love our show all the news that makes a splash is on the mermaid podcast